this week on Invasion of the Podcast, there are other worlds than these. We sit down with Cleveland artist Jeff Ritchie and talk about Free Comic Book Day, Jack Kirby, and clowns. And possibly Star Wars, if I get my way. <laughs> um, and Sorry, and you're supposed to say, and we answer the question, Bears, Beats, or Battlestar Galactica? And we answer the question, Bears, Beats, or Battlestar Galactica? We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast. Try to take over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. I didn't come up with any cool names this week. And to my left is Joe, out of cryo sleep. Yeah, I finally woke up. What ended up happening was like I was sleeping and then Chris Pratt woke me up. And I was like, what happened? And Chris Pratt was like, I don't know, your pod malfunctioned. And I was like, oh. And I guess we just got to spend the rest of our lives together. Yeah, it was yeah. really creepy. I, get, I mean, I guess if Chris Pratt woke me up from cryosleep, I'd be okay with it. It was all good. We had a werewolf serving us drinks. It was fun. Yeah. And, and we're joined here with, uh, with Jeff Ritchie, uh, the, the wonderful artist that's going to talk about Star Wars against our will. Against, no, not really. Oh, yeah, against my will. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> Did you guys talk about Star Wars last week? <laughs> Yeah, we had we had Steve on the show. Of course, oh, we talked yeah. about Star Wars. But yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome. Of course, thank you for having me. Here. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. I feel like I'm seeing the sausage get made, and it, it's, it's true. It's very, it's very weird. Just don't look in the corner over there. Don't look over there. I've heard about the corner. Yeah, every every week, uh, sausage gets made here. Um, uh, so. Uh, yeah, no, Steve was on last week. Thank you, Steve, for filling in. Uh, we did talk about Star Wars. He talked about Celebration because he was down there. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, of course, we had some Star Wars talk. It's it's Steve. That's what we do. Um, this week, we're going to talk about uh, Free Comic Book Day, uh, some Jack Kirby talk. Uh, and we're going to talk about Jeff and what he does and how you can get some of his awesome stuff. And we, ha- and we have a cool game for the end, too. So we're going to pit Joe against Jeff, and we'll see what we happens. A, a cool game? Yeah, a cool game, as opposed to the lame games that we have on the show normally. Uh, like about eggs. About eggs. Hey, the, like, thank you for making the egg game last week in your absence. It was fun. I, I thought it was fun. Uh, um, I, I think like as I got further down the list with that game, like about like 10 in, I was just like, I bit off more than I can chew. Because I was like stretched. I'm like, come on, man. Think of some eggs. There's some other eggs you could think of. Like, Yeah, well, that's why I, I called some audibles and changed some of the eggs and just added some stuff, too. So, yeah, like, Steve was really confused about the dragon one, and so was I. Yeah. neither of us knew. So, Jeff, do you know who Trogdor is? No. Oh, okay. There never you mind. go. I thought Strong Bad was more of a known commodity. That's my fault. So. You know what? I'm sure my fiance would know because she likes Strong Bad. Yeah, so there you go. There's two people that know about Strong Bad, me and her. So, anyway, uh, let's just get to the news. everyone it is good news yeah. no one died no, that I was we about know to say of. nobody died i think yeah. we should just lead news now with no one's dead no one's dead and yeah uh so uh, a couple trailers came out uh one for the dark tower i just want to mention that i know joe and jeff have not read the books uh this is um a long 
a long gestating project that's had multiple attempts at being started. Uh, finally, now that we see the trailer, I can get excited. Even though I knew it was coming and I saw a little bit of footage, it's until the trailer shows up. I just I still wanted to believe that they're like, something's going to happen and they're going to shut the whole thing down and we're never going to get this. Um, I'm excited. I have no idea what's going on in the trailer. And for someone that's read the books and loved them, you get character beats and some ideas, but I really have no idea what this movie's going to be about. I think that's a good thing if like you're a fan of a series and somebody's kind of taken a little bit of creative uh, um, leeway with it to to make it fresh for fans that, that can enjoy it. I'm trying to think of like some series where it's like it wasn't like strictly too canon of a book and then they, they kind of just took the idea of it. Not idea of it, but you know what I mean? Like, well, you know who Roland and like, the Man in Black are, yeah. but you're happy to jump into that world. You know what I mean? It's the whole Stephen King thing, though, of like the shining book versus the shining movie. Where like something about what he does is gives you a nugget, and if somebody can enjoy that nugget and kind of expand on it, it always seems better. Like everybody says, Shawshank Redemption, which is a very short story. Yeah, it's a novella, but it's a, it's a better movie than book. But I, I feel like this is more like the approach like Marvel's been doing with their comic book movies, where you take a, an arc that you know and you're familiar with, yeah, that's... and they distill some of the good ideas about it and then make it into a, an approachable film. Um, so that like, cause there's, there's some, there's some characters that they're not showing in this trailer that I know that are not in the movie that are in the books like earlier. So it's like, I, the, the whole thing is that this is technically not those books because there's something that changed between the books and the movie to let it be new. Like there's, um, something like Stephen King even gave his blessing and kind of came up with the idea that this is a, um, it, how do you, it's not a continuation because it's telling the like the first stories again, but they're going to be different. And, and I don't want to ruin why, but there's a specific thing that happens in the books that gives it like the ability to do so. Well, so because yeah. you're dealing with different realities and this tower that connects all worlds, so well, kind of get a little loosey goosey with how things happen. Well, yeah, kind of like you said, like Marvel movies, like they they take creative licensing with the MCU versus the books. You know what I mean? Like. It's you, if you know enough of it and you're a fan, you could you love it and you want to jump into the universe. But at the same time, it's not the same as the comics. Well, so. yeah, yeah I, I, okay, I guess here I'll just I don't know if you guys are ever read the books, but do you know why they are called spoilers? I, I am okay. You're no, read I'm the just no. Ahead. I don't know if you're ever going to read. The I have never not. read the book. I was okay. going to ask you for the like elevator pitch of like, okay. what the book was. Uh, Roland's on this journey to get to the Dark Tower to to save it. And um, over the course of his journeys, he runs across other people like Jake, who you saw in the trailer. He's from New York. There's another guy named Eddie, who's also from New York, but a different time in New York. Like, it's just, like, it gets trippy. Mm-hmm. And another lady named uh, Susanna, who is in a wheelchair and has a split personality. And turns out she's actually really good with the gun. So that's, you know, Stephen King, right? They go along this journey. They have adventures. Uh, crazy things happen. They fight a large robot bear, which I hope that makes it in the movies at some point. Um and uh, they just go to the they go to the tower. There's a big showdown, and then when Roland enters the tower, he finds out that his journey isn't complete because something that happened when he was younger, it was something that he didn't either bring a relic with him or he screwed up something. So he has to do the journey over again, and it's kind of like this whole like you're you're paying for your sins until you get it right type of thing and it's this object called the horn of eld um that so when they started showing teasers for the movie stephen king put up a picture on twitter saying um something about the 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 circle being unbroken and there's a picture of the horn of eld showing that hey this is different this time because he has it so we so that all bets are off is what's going to happen in the movie so it's almost kind of like he got he went back and got the horn and he's got to go on the journey again and that's 
It's a video video game logic, you know, but it's a, it's a convenient way of saying you guys don't know what's coming. Don't get mad if it's different. Just, you know, because it's also Roland was a white guy in the books and he's not a white guy in the movie, which is fine. I think Idris Elba is a badass. Yeah. But everyone's like freaking out because they're expecting like a Clint Eastwood type or like a like a Hugh Jackman in the role. I don't know, man. And, oh, Idris Elba is so good, though. Oh, no, I, I like, think it's amazing. Like, like he's on my list of people to go drink with. Right. <laughs> like, Just, yeah. The fact that they got him and Roland is a very somber character. And you can tell that he doesn't want to care about anybody. He just like he can tell that his world fell apart. He's the last of his kind, and that he's actually really, really good at what he does. Like the the speed reload that he did, that's in the book. That made me really happy. Yeah, like I thought that was badass. The one thing I did know about the book was the reload thing because one of my friends in high school read the book, and um, I remember him being so hype about it and trying to explain to me how cool he thought Roland was, how he could shoot and reload at the same time. Yeah, two six shooters and just take everybody out. Yep. Like it's it's and pretty cool. I like from the trailer I was kinda like, Oh yeah, I'm like that's that sounds exactly like that. I'm like, that looks cool. So You had me at Robot Bear. Robot Bear, yeah. Robot literally, bear. that was an amazing explanation, and my brain literally was like, What's this robot bear look like? <laughs> Can we talk about that? And is it so are they doing the movie television show? iPod sequel like for a while there for it's a while gonna, they were it's like gonna it's gonna be, gonna be everywhere it's gonna be a TV series then seven albums and one eight track yeah. now uh, that's the plan still Ron Howard when he pitched it originally because he was one of the people supposed to be directing it which I like Ron Howard who's I, directing it um oh Nicholas Sorry, I didn't Ansel mean, I, didn't mean to I can't remember spot. it's I didn't it, know if they got like big money they got somebody that has um <laughs> I can't remember it's uh, it's just someone that they pitched the script and it was a passion and they're like just go with it you know because yeah. Stephen King sold the rights. Uh, for the series for $19. So he, because the, the number 19 ties into the book series, mm. but if he believes in a project enough and someone gives him a good enough pitch, he'll sell his ideas for like a dollar. He's like, here's your rights. Like he did that for, um, what's his face for uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um, Darabont. Yeah, Darabont. Because Darabont actually came to him and did some, like he wanted to, to He's make done some, a lot of stuff for him. Yeah. And basically, Darabont owes his career to Stephen King by giving him permission to make some of those movies. Uh, so, King's behind this. Um, the whole idea was to make this first movie and then do a season of a TV series that's kind of a prequel, explain where Roland came from, having Idris Elba involved in it. Oh wow! And then go forward with another movie because uh, the, the there's um book four of the series. This like I'm sounding really really nerdy right now. Um, this is like the one book series I could talk about. Like I'm like Game of Thrones. I don't know what that is. I watched the TV show. There's the little guy that knows stuff. It's pretty great. And there's a dragon sometimes. Now I'm here. I'm like, well, there's a guy that shoots things, and then there's a big robot bear. Same, same robot idea. bear. I'm totally into same, this. Same See, thing. See, you got right? me again. I was like, okay, and then yeah. robot bear. I'm right <laughs> back into it again. Oh, and there's also a monorail that uh, is like uh, self-aware that um, traps them and won't let them go unless he uh, he gets a good riddle out of them. So it's like it's a very God, interesting that would make, world. That makes Disney awesome. World a lot of fun, right? Um, oh so, um, could you imagine how how? Never mind. I'm sorry. Think about it. Yeah, fun vacation. Be like, right. Um, it's like this Blaine monorail looks pretty great. He talks to us. He won't let us go. Um, th- there's a, the fourth book's called Wizard and Glass, which is my favorite book of the series. And it's the prequel of, of a young Roland and how his first his first like adventure out as a gunslinger with this trio of other gunslingers. And it's it's a badass story. And I hope they do that right. Like it was just it's a good series, and, I, and hopefully I didn't ruin it by giving away the whole thing that it's a circle. I still think that's kind of worth the journey, even though, you know, like, because it's Stephen King. I love Stephen King. I've read almost all his stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I whatever. And, like, it's going to be a good year for King. You got this, and then you got It coming out in the fall. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Did you see the It trailer? I did. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. It's 
creepy. Is it? Yeah, they they do a bit with um a slide projector that is terrifying. Hmm. Um, and then but now they keep showing the the clown down below in the storm drain, and there's these memes showing up of like, hey, do you want to see the last Jedi trailer? Yeah, they just go I've, right they go right into the sewer. I've like, seen those. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's it for Dark Tower. Only thing I'm worried about is one, it got like this is coming up on a summer release, and this is the first trailer we get from it. So that seems a little odd. And then also, it's an August 4th release. That did really well for Guardians, but not much else. So I wonder if that's going to be the tail end of like the movie Blockbuster, or it's going to, just, it's going to bomb. I feel like everything's changing now, because now it's like mid-April. They're like, summer movies are yeah, here! That's start, true. They're starting to bang everything out really early. But like Suicide Squad came out in, in August, and I mean, that movie was okay, but I mean, it didn't make yeah. it didn't make Guardians money, you know? So no, I didn't make Guardians money. Well, not much will, right? That's a rough watch. <laughs> that's a rough watch. <laughs> <laughs> I desperately wanted it to be good. So. I, I did too. Yeah, we. It's still better than Batman Superman. That's my thoughts. Yeah, it, we'll talk about that yeah. later this month. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, another trailer came out. Um, so because it's it's Invasion of the Podcast, you can't get away without talking about some Marvel. And there's more Marvel coming after this talk. Uh, Defenders trailer, which I was not expecting, just showed up, and it was awesome. Yeah, that kind of snuck up on me, and I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Like, I. I like that whole Netflix universe that they have going on. And from day one, I wanted them to trickle everybody in just a little bit because they did with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. But that scene in the beginning of the trailer where Matt Murdock busts in where he says he's Jessica Jones's attorney. I'm like, I wanted that so bad in Jessica Jones yeah. just for one scene. Wouldn't it have been great if he would have busted into the wrong room because he's blind? <laughs> <laughs> Just funny. like say nothing. An, an empty like, room. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who are you? Uh, no, because that's straight out of Alias. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's straight out of Alias. Um, which is the Jessica Jones's first appearance run. Um, but the uh the fight scene in the hallway looks cool. I think it's really funny that he had to put the bandana back on. Yeah. The, like the protect. Like everyone else is. Everyone else is just kind of going to town. I'm sure they'll tie it in somehow. Like maybe somebody knows who he is that it can compromise the. You know, and everybody already knows. And maybe he and his stunt double still look really like they look almost identical with like that yeah. part blocked off. So maybe they just knew with the choreography. It's like just put a put a scarf on him. We'll cover it up. Maybe he'll, maybe Finn Jones will get the idea too to let a stunt double do some fighting for him. And I will say that hallway fight though, seeing him like go up along the hallway, like step up and then hit that guy like going straight down. Mm -hmm. That was a cool moment for him. So that hopefully I need to finish Iron Fist, and as in, when I say that, I mean I'm only an episode of half end, so I really need to get started with Iron Fist. I literally didn't even watch all of the trailer. Of Iron oh. Fist? I was disappointed halfway through wow. that. And I'm not a hater. I'm not one of those people that ever is like, I'm going to hate this before I see it. I give everything a chance. I loved the first run of Daredevil. The second one was good. But I feel like the problem that they're doing is that they're trying to get you to watch them all at once as opposed to having any sort of reason mm. to be like, oh, I wish I could watch the I next one. I wonder if anyone's going to mega binge like after Defenders comes out. Just, <laughs> they should, yeah, watch just, five just like they did like the movies where it's like, oh, guys, we're going to watch all yeah. phase one and two before we show you Avengers, whatever. Like, it's like, okay, guys, we're going to theater. You're not coming out for two weeks. It's right. fine. You they know? do the same thing with the Netflix series. But, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They do. They, they're doing the same thing with building the universe. But man, like... They either need to be like mixing them together or doing less episodes because i thought jessica jones started good and then it gets kind of like okay in the middle and then like the second half felt like almost like a different show like it, it really was like i just yeah i, I kind of lost my uh, track I'm not and i'm not an unintelligent human but i just felt like it was like by the end i was like oh okay is this where we're at okay and then you're like oh yeah yeah, yeah that guy okay and then <laughs> and then okay 
That's true. I feel like Jessica Jones is the strongest one of all of them with the finish of that one was like so far. Yeah, that um, that did finish really strong. Yeah. Like I didn't even finish Luke Cage. I, like, it's, I just couldn't. I the first half of that that season's amazing. And then the second half is still good because it's still Luke Cage. But whenever uh, certain characters exit the season, that's that like that kind of just like took the the wind out of it. It does take a lot of it. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't want to give like I'll, look. I'll ruin the Dark Tower for you, but I'm not going to ruin Luke Cage. <laughs> like, the thing with <laughs> the thing with Iron Fist is I felt the same way about Iron Fist watching it. Like I was ready to just kind of stop, but like part of me was like. They're like, no, they're going to give him a good Daredevil fight scene because Daredevil's series in one and two had amazing fight well, scenes. Episode two, when it had that hallway fight, that was one take. You're yeah. just like, all right, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. Or the yeah. stairwell fight scene in the yeah. second season. But like with Iron Fist, like I kept waiting for that scene because I'm like, this dude is the master <laughs> of martial arts. He literally is called Iron Fist. He's called Iron Fist. Like he's better than anybody with martial arts. And uh, like the whole season, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm like sitting there watching and I'm just like. I'm going to finish this because maybe right at the end he's going to have a crazy fight scene. As an obsessive kung fu nerd, I get very bummed out when I see the American version. And I know they probably have great stuntmen and they probably have a great choreographer and they probably didn't give them enough time or anything. But mm-hmm. like the preview starts and he lands in an island thing, but he's got ninjas training him to do kung fu with an esoteric chi move and... It really, it really bums me out really badly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it really upsets me. It's sort of like, you know. I can see, like, because especially if you're a, a fan of that, of that type of cinema, for them to be like, you're doing it wrong. Like, you, like this is supposed to be, like, and, steeped in this type of mythology. But it's one of those things, training. if you're going to rip something off, there's so much that you could literally just go and rip off intelligently. Uh, yeah. Like, even, like, The Matrix, it was kind of like, it's still Keanu doing... Wu Ping Kung Fu, but like you're like okay, okay, but he's still there's guns and there's some cool like camera effects, so you're kind of like you're just kind of buying into the whole thing. If that makes sense, I yeah, no, rip it off, and it's yeah. a little off. I'm okay with it, but like it really bums me out when it's not done well. <laughs> yeah, well, don't watch Iron Fist then. <laughs> yeah, like, well, like, like I was I like, there's a lot of boardroom uh, scenes too, like boardrooms bo- and kung fu. What's terrible about the boardroom scenes is those were the things that kind of kept me peeked into the mo- the movie because I'm just like, yeah, there's a lot of like like corporate drama with this company. And You're then, waiting like, for like gong gong, and then the end of the next scene, right? But Ice like, T comes out, it's like I'm here, gong <laughs> gong. Yeah, it was just like. It Someone was, murdered the momentum <laughs> of the series. We got to figure it out. Uh, now, if only if, if Arrow did not exist, I think Iron Fist would have been fine. I think that's really no. You know what's bad though is like Arrow, like for as as much as it's kind of tanked, is like Arrow started. <laughs> Arrow started off really well, and like I don't know why Iron Fist couldn't pick up on that because they're both guys that were gone for like a long time. Yeah, they both were green, right? But that and show like, was brilliant in the fact that you could tell they didn't have the whole agenda laid out for the first three seasons and they mm-hmm. would literally go we need to do this thing flashback and they would figure out a way to use the flashback to push the other story and then they just kept doing it because they had because yeah. it's like oh like, shit yeah. we said he was here for five years <laughs> yeah. oh we lied he wasn't on the island for five years i'm like oh so i guess i guess ollie could just go all over the world and then still end up as a hermit i right. don't know but whatever no but like yeah. his reaction to being gone for five years was way more believable or dramatic yeah than than danny Rand coming back being gone well, for well, like 20. i don't have shoes and an ipod it's yeah. cool like that's it's cool whatever <laughs> hey what's going on security guards just going up to my oh, dad's yeah. office it's like, like what do you mean you guys don't believe that i'm alive yeah. like, it's like yeah i'll finish it because oh. as much as like i bag on dc and i want good dc stuff i oh, want wonder woman too. to be good oh me too um 
just because I feel like the fans deserve better, and I want it to be actual competition. I want DC to be like, look at what we could do now, Marvel, and Marvel be like, all right, we've made 15 other, 30 other movies. I guess now we're going to have to step up our game. I don't know, but I want that I want that gauntlet thrown and not the Marvel has Infinity done a gauntlet. very good job of, like, honestly, I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, except that there was a raccoon and a tree guy. And you go in there, and then you're, like, watching this movie, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, so I don't care what I'm not getting at that point. And then uh, they're like, oh, we'll also throw emotions into this, like, silly fight scene at the end. And you're like, oh, okay, I got it. And I feel like DC, unfortunately, there's, like, like the animated series of Batman and Superman is so perfect in every humanly possible way. I'm just going to mm-hmm. put that on record right now. That <laughs> I, uh, it's really hard to compete with a Paul Dini 20 minute cartoon. No, you're right. And like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy can end with a dance fight. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, like uh, something like that feels like it should belong in a movie like like if DC's going to do it. Like Suicide Squad should have been that kind of quirky like that and they're like no we still have to make it serious with some jokes yeah i just don't know i i just i want wonder woman to be good i hope chris pine's actually the comedic you know comedy relief in this because he can be funny like i i really hope that he's that's the only part of that movie i'm not looking forward to because i just don't like you know i've heard he was really fantastic in a movie that just came out not long ago where it was like a modern western and he was awesome so i'm holding out a hell or high water i think it is yeah he's supposed to be really good in that you should watch that because we're supposed to be watching western yeah, you know, 2017 is the year of the Western, and I've watched zero Western so far. I've watched half of one. Yeah, but no, and Kevin gave us a list of 30. Oh, was so. it Rango? We're so bad. No, yeah. it wasn't Rango. It was uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time you, in the West. You watched Rango. You watched the chameleon animated one. Yeah, yeah the, the Johnny Depp chameleon one. Yeah, I watched. I just watched half of Blazing Saddles. That's all I've seen. No, um, it counts. Yeah. You just no. cut all the races out. It's like 20 minutes. You're good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real quick watch at that point. Um, but yeah, I hope I, Defenders, I hope it ends strong. So Gordon Weaver is going to be the bad guy, which I think is awesome. Um, I hope that they give Iron Fist some purpose. Because even though you didn't finish Luke Cage, I think he's actually a solid character. I think Jessica Jones is a I solid character. So I just hope that they... I, I really want to have a camaraderie between uh, Danny and Luke. And Luke, yeah. I want them to be buddies because that's how they are in the comics and it's a good dynamic and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. I really think the mixing them and the, the just even you saying Sigourney Weaver again, I was like, oh my God, that's right. She's in this and like she's somebody who anytime she shows up, you're always like, whatever you want to do i'm watching it because she's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. and the fact that she's playing a villain you know she's gonna yes. be around for the one season yeah and it's like that's fine and the fact that she's like i'll be in a netflix series i'll be in this marvel thing it's like that's awesome they're attracting good names to this you know so well all, all, all the marvel movies are starting to attract well, no, you're huge, right absolutely big names which which is it still catches me off guard like to see like closest in guards of the galaxy we i forget about and, that every time yeah. i watch yeah. it and kate blanchett's that's playing what i was Hela. just gonna say like, yeah that, that's like i remember watching the the thor trailer and and because her hair is black because she's yeah normally blonde i was like wow that's kate blanchett i'm like that's so weird seeing her playing a superhero or supervillain like you know so well even tilda swinton playing yeah tilda swinton's uh, yeah, another just, one uh, it's, but you're right they're pulling some names but anyway defenders gonna be awesome Joe's going to watch half of it, and then he'll never get back to the rest of it. What? No. <laughs> Why? Because I, uh, I watched half of Luke Cage. I finished Iron Fist. Je- I love Jessica Jones and Daredevil. I feel like I just... because you finished Iron Fist that you should at least go finish Luke Cage, because I still feel like that was a better show really? so far. No. Uh, I don't I've know. I've not watched I... all Iron Fist, so. Is this yeah. like that thing where you taste something? Oh, this is gross. Here, taste it. Like You want? You have to have no, no, your that friend was, now that was eat the it OA. because you tasted it. That was the OA. That was the OA. That was the OA. That was like, oh, this milk has gone bad. It makes me want to do dance fighting in a bad way. And I'm pretty sure we'll probably watch the second season just so we can cast and complain about it. 
Oh, uh, brief aside. Like, talk about like, everyone around me is talking about that Thirteen Reasons Why show yeah. that's on Netflix, and I do not want to watch that. Oh no, I won't watch it. <laughs> but I feel like it's almost like everyone's like, "Oh, it's so amazing that I kind of want to watch it." And be like, "What is wrong with all of you?" Like, you know. Yeah, anyway, you know. I don't, do you know what that is? I it's, do not. I know yeah. it exists, but uh, we'll talk it, about it. Netflix offline. is basically an, an office. Uh, injection device into our home it's just it plays the office on a monthly basis so that's about it <laughs> yeah ours is um uh, what do i watch all a futurama it's a yeah. futurama machine that's yeah. what happens i don't know it's, what i watch i pay oh, 14 dollars a month uh, to watch season two of better call saul oh i need to finish that great oh, yeah. My yeah. yeah this show's the best yeah and then when he joins up with the defenders later it's gonna be awesome oh, saul and the defenders. Yeah. <laughs> i hope they get him if, he, if they give him his costume like in the book, then Saul. I mean, if they don't, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> like, but like, but when he's a bad guy, slipping Jimmy. Like, he's slipping Jimmy. <laughs> but then he's, then, but then he's Saul. What good is, man. What is he? A wrestler? He goes heel and he goes face. Yeah, slipping I, Jimmy and Saul. Well, like, based on the first season, you saw him go heel and face. I haven't seen well, the second season. Well, I feel season. like Jimmy's a better character than Saul. Like, not better, like no. better, but like a nicer or a more moralistic character. Well, that's gonna go away. I'm sure. But. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of watching the show is to see how he falls from grace. Yeah. So, yeah, so. If, that's the show that Marvel should watch. Those guys, like their ability to write somebody doing yeah. literally nothing, and you're at the edge of your seat. Yep. Those guys are geniuses. I think. I, I and think, Mike was in Gremlins. My son and I watched Gremlins for the first time the other day, and in the middle of it, I just jumped. I was like, Mike. Sorry, did I just break your microphone? No, you didn't. No, it's. I think that's worthy because I didn't realize that Airman Trout was in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, Vince Vin, Vince Gillen. Uh, he if he got a hold of like some type of superhero property, I would probably lose my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, speaking of Marvel, the last bit of news you're going to mention. Uh, oh, Marvel Legacy. Uh, so um, on my comic book radar, uh, Marvel has announced that they're one of not their next event, but one of their big events that's coming out towards the end of the year is they're going to do something called Marvel Legacy. Um, and basically, in a nutshell, they're ripping off DC Rebirth <laughs> in a sense that they're going to get back to basics. Because what Rebirth did was they took a lot of the new 52 storylines and um, they got rid of a lot of the weird stuff. Like they brought back like relationships like Black Canary and Green Arrow. Um, they brought back uh, Barry Allen um, and uh, uh, God, oh Wally, Wally West. So it's like you had like you know um, familiar characters and familiar kind of like story plot lines with like uh, you know relationships and like who's doing what. Well, they're basically it, dropping back in from what happened before the New Fifty Two, right? Like it's yeah. just that. The world's back. The world's back. Okay. So that's kind of like what Marvel's doing. They're not getting rid of any of their newer properties, you know, like Ironheart or um, Moon Girl. or Moon Girl? Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, the little... Oh, I thought... Like, is, it, is it like Moon Knight? But like no, 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 no. She's, she's, just, she's literally like, like an adolescent girl that's like super intelligent and she has a, oh. a giant red dinosaur. Because I was really red. hoping that it was a female Moon Knight. That was just like... No, <laughs> that would be cool. But... Moon Nitrous. Um, and they're not going to get rid of any of that stuff, but they're going to go back to a lot of the core stories. Um, one of the big teases they said is that they're going to resurrect something like a superhero or something. Everybody thinks it's going to be the Fantastic Four, which would probably make sense. Um, so they're going to go back to actually numbering issues like they're not going to do like here's the mighty Thor with Jane Foster one to nine and then they they start something new. It's Wanda. confusing. It's uh, it's, it uh, is. it's really confusing. And you know they're just doing that. They were doing that just to to have enough for the trade. Yeah. To sell you the 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 one trade so and that's that. You know they're going to be jumping back into the hundreds and the three hundreds with a lot of issues. I mean, which it, would probably be even more. Confusing. That'll also be confusing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but a lot of focus is going to go back to like the Avengers. I mean, right now you've probably got like four or five different Avenger groups. They're going to go back to a core Avenger group with Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. 
you know, the the main guys essentially. So I think uh, it's basically just going to be a reboot, and it worked for DC. So I can see why Marvel's copying them, but it should be interesting towards the end of the year. Remember that time when they killed Superman, and then Marvel's like, "We should kill Spider Man." <clears throat> that really worked out for them pretty well. Well, they killed Spider Man. Whatever they brought back the clone, the whole been you know. Oh, that don't count. It's the clone <laughs> stuff, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, he's anyway. dead. No, he's. I got three more. Yeah. Oh. I just I feel like the 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 more approachable the books the better right now because the movies are making bank and uh, like you said you didn't know who Groot and Rocket were those are pretty obscure characters then they're then this movie now suddenly they're like the most popular characters so yeah. I feel like you need to have a book like even though the Guardian stuff and we'll talk more about that next week how when the team had like Venom and with them and everything yeah. it's like that's cool and the thing but if you're if you just jump right in you're like I don't like this isn't that doesn't add up. The, this, what you saw in the in the theater, yeah. you know. So I feel like there needs to be a little bit of alignment. Even though going off in different directions creates more opportunities for stories, so you can have more possibilities for movies, I guess. But I, I if I was a new comic reader and I come in and be like, this isn't the movie that I saw, I think I would probably not read the books, you know. Yeah. So I guess rebooting and starting over again is not a bad call. I think I, honestly, I think what they did is they messed up with Secret Wars too so bad that they need to they needed to do something like this. So they're like shh. Never speak of this again. It's a secret. Yeah. Um, so with Free Comic Book Day, are they doing anything with um, Secret Empire or whatever it's called? Uh, there is a, I think there is a Secret Empire free comic. Okay. Um, that's the big run right now. Is um, And uh, I've been really bad about reading that. I've read, <laughs> I've read my Spider-Mans and um, uh, what else did I read? <laughs> Sounds like you took your vitamins, said I your did. prayers, and read your Spider-Mans. I did. Well, I jumped all over that one new one with Mark Bagley because we like it so much with um, Scarlet Spider or Crimson Spider. A spider. It's a, uh, it's, it's a red spider. It's a red spider. Google it and Google red spider. <laughs> All right. Like um, I did in my backyard last weekend. Yeah. Well, I was cleaning out my, there's a spot behind my garage and like we moved all this stuff and there were all these bugs and I'm like, is that a spider? What kind of spider is that? And I'm like Googling different color spiders trying to image search it. You're like, which one will give me powers? Which yeah. one will kill me instantly? If it's like WebMD, they're all poisonous. Yeah. So like, you, web, just got, web you just got MD. cancer from looking at that spider. Yeah. You did it. I'm dead. WebMD no. for all your spider knowledge. I like but, it. Yeah. So, I didn't even anyway. put that together. Thank you. <laughs> Robot Bear. Yeah. Ro- Robot Bear. Yeah. That's yeah, that's um, that's going to be my new uh, new handle, gaming <laughs> handle. Watch out, you've been killed by Robot Bear. Robot. Or Robot Bear's a good gaming handle. More, more or more likely, you've killed Robot Bear. That's what's going to happen. They'll be like, oh, like I have so many questions about his life. But wait, his there's decisions. another. There's more Robot Bears. That's true. There will be more Robot Bears. Just build another one. Yeah. So, all right, let's. Um, we've talked about comics. Let's talk about comics some more. And now for our feature presentation. <laughs> All right, Jeff, just talk for a half hour. Joe and I are going to walk outside. And go. <laughs> and go. Oh, so um, uh, Free Comic Book Day is this Friday at Carol John's. You're going to be there Friday night doing uh, some artwork. Some sketching. And uh, so I, I guess I would start with, um, I see you posting all the time. Yes. Uh, commission works that you get. Yes. And also you've been doing some throwback stuff to when you were younger. And even the stuff there, I'm like, I can't possibly draw that. And that you're like, that was me when I was like 18. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't doing that too intentionally. I, one day I posted <laughs> something and I did the way I, I worded it. I was like, this sounds like I'm like, this is what I did. But uh, some of those are better than probably what I could do now. Like I had more. Uh, more attention span back then i think well okay so um you created a piece for is it is it part of like an auction or something for so okay so every year they do an art show uh to let us kind of make something super dope if we want and kind of show off our skills and then john has been awesome enough to let us uh 
do sketches as well. Last year was my first year sketching. The year before, I've done the art show, some different art shows with him a couple times, and a friend of mine, Ryan Finley, or by Ryan Finley, uh, he talked me into it and basically called me out and said, do it or don't be a chicken. So I was like, okay, I'm in, <laughs> and it ended up being a blast, and it was very nerve-wracking at first because I work in a basement, and so standing in front of people or sitting in front of people and drawing is... Very nerve-wracking. That would just be like me making blue animals. Be like, okay, what kind of dog do you want? Okay, I can make this dog. Oh, you want a giraffe? Okay, that's just a longer dog. Here you go. Here's a snake. You know, like that. Would- right. Yeah, last year, like I was saying, I think we were talking earlier, I think I did some of the best and the literal worst things. I think there's two things that I literally was like, I think that's the worst thing I've ever drawn. But they were happy and they made me happy, but I'm very hard on myself, so <laughs> it's very hard to judge. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, like, because you don't know what people are going to ask for. Yeah. And and then you it probably takes a minute to kind of formulate how you want to approach something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure there's times where you get halfway to something like this is not what I wanted at all. But you're like, but I got to get to the finish line, so I guess I'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, drawing, I kind of I'm more of a painter now, so like I can really kind of mush stuff around. I'm very like push it around and move it and then be like oh no i'm gonna go back and with pens like i have friends that do a lot of pen and ink and i get very jealous of their ability to sit down with a pen at their lunch break and whip something out that has perfect line weight and the stress of the permanence of the pen sometimes gets to me and Mm. so like i like the idea of being like i painted over this and it's better now i had a hard time when i was in because i went like in my first early years of college i was going to college for art because i used to love to draw and paint and then like i remember like i was always so scared to jump on a pen because i'm like if you mess up you can't go back yeah and then i'm like you could get like 20 minutes in and then something happens and you're just like i'm done with this and you just turn the page like like i was always so scared to go to pens so that's basically what it feels like except there's a kid with their like hopes and dreams of like (laughs) batman right in front of you and you're like uh batman (laughs) question mark (laughs) like the end of the show batman it's yeah (laughs) it's like pal i don't know uh so that has to be like i know we like we had steve on the show last week and he does sketches as well and i felt bad like the one time like I, i know joe told you the story off um before start recording but uh when he drew the batman that i have here in the office i was i was drunk and i was trying to be really really just not like i'm like okay i'm drunk i'm drunk just don't don't over talk don't over talk and there's poor steve i don't know him that well at that time yeah he's just trying to draw and i'm just like that looks pretty good and just like i was like trying like it was you know it was oh, an man. awkward social interactions because it's like you want to be nice and you want to give them the time but i don't want to feel like i'm ignoring the person but at the same time I don't want to be stared at if I was working, but I'd also be mad. Like this guy was a bad man. What's he doing walking away? Like I, you know, so I, it's a complicated relationship. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still pretty fun. And I'm so. sure it's probably intimidating too. Cause some artists get lines for some stuff. Cause I remember yeah. going a couple times and it was just like, I'd go, I'd look and I'd be like, well, who do I want to get a sketch from? And I'd look and I'd be like, I don't want to wait in line with three people because that could be like an hour and a half because like yeah. each person, you, you kind of figure a half hour maybe, sometimes less, but you never know. Yeah. I started out very controlled last year and then by like noon, I was in my element. I was good. And then uh, somewhere around the end of the day, I was literally just like dabbing my hands in the ink and like rubbing it on there and like squishing. It was like it became much more uh, Jackson Pollock, like <laughs> go for it. Like it's at the end of the day and just and I really went for it. So I might start that way this year. So by one o'clock in the morning, I might just be covered in everybody. Like get, everybody's getting a lot of hand turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. That's just yeah. Like that. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Spider-Man. Superhero hand turkeys. Superhero hand turkeys. Oh, my that would gosh. Be, superhero hand turkeys. That'd be yeah. amazing. 
He just it's like here's Superman, here's Superman, uh, Batman. Just all you gotta do is just draw a logo and hand it off and be like, we're done now, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so you're the piece that you did. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about that. So I chose Modoc. This year the theme is Jack Kirby. We're celebrating the King Jack, and um, I chose Modoc. This year I. Um, Instead of drawing or painting, I actually carved something. So it's a oh, cool. I block yeah, of awesome. sign foam, which basically carves like wood, except it has no grain. So you can kind of come at it from every angle. That's a technical talk, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's like a relief of. So I took a, one of my favorite pictures of Modoc that he had done, and then I draw it onto the board, and then you kind of work backwards, and then painted it. So, and yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What does different. Modoc stand for? Is it some oh, mechanism only designed oh for killing? Yeah. Um, it, it was originally computing, and then he turns on his people and becomes for killing. For killing. Yes. Yeah. I really want Modoc to show up on MC in MCU. I, but how would you, how would you do that in a movie? I mean, maybe if like the Guardians, but he's not really in. Uh, I don't like, know. They you know, pulled off Armin Zola, kind of. So kind of. I feel like they know. could pull off Modoc somehow. It doesn't have to be a. But what if it was just a guy with this like kind of an oversized head, like not like not grotesquely oversized, <laughs> but like he just can't get a hat that fits right, and his name's like Bill Modoc or something. That how sounds like you? you're no. personally attacking me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot buy hats, which my daughter loves to remind me of when we go to stores. Um, so, um, but you picked you picked Modoc because I mean you said you you like that image. Yeah, and I um, I think so, I know the image you're talking about because I saw I was looking at a lot of Jack Kirby stuff, and there was one cover he did with Modoc. Was it that? I think I don't know if it was a here. panel. I can't remember which I, one I ended up going with. If only we have the internet, the nearby. interwebs. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do Honestly, this. when we do the art shows, since it's I'm especially if it's a theme show and it's something that is not something out of my brain, I um I try to just pick something that catches my attention. Like last year, I did the thing, not because I'm like I love the thing the most, but because what I wanted to make. He kind of fit in backwards. I kind of retrofit my work, which I know sounds lame, but I still yeah. try to kill it after I retrofit my idea into what I want to make. So I knew I wanted to carve something. So I wanted something with a lot of cool depth and little weird places to hide cool. Yeah, color. I like the the, the the like the three D of like the cabling and, and mm -hmm. everything else, and and just his his pre his his profile is very, that's a that's a cool idea. Yeah, where it's you know coming out a little bit. I like that. I always um, love that he has hair, but you can still plug into. Yeah, brain. Yeah, like Keanu. I, well, it's <laughs> well, it's like in, like you think about him and like the leader from like the the Hulk, where it's like you just something about like Marvel's not afraid to have like big brained guys, like big head guys, be the bad guy. Clearly, you know? they're <laughs> smart. Yeah, right. Um, so, um, not that we want to make this like Jack Kirby heavy, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of examples of really cool interpretations yes, of Jack I was, Kirby. I, got, I was there dropping off, and there's some pretty dope pieces. Anybody do any like DC Four World stuff? Like the new not gods? that I saw, yeah, yeah. not that I saw. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, with, with with Kirby though, like like I've been doing some reading over the the week, and and there's actually a really good documentary. It's an hour long on YouTube that had uh, Neil Adams was in it for like half of it, and it's just it was interesting because it's like he talked about how much of a pain in the ass Kirby was, but he was also amazing. So it's like I love hearing stories about a person where they're just being completely honest. Like they like like I know this guy. He he was a bit of a butthead, but he did great work. You know, like <laughs> I love that. Um, I was telling Jeff for for you got here, Joe, that like I just didn't realize how how much Kirby influenced everything that I love. I mean, I know I love Marvel, but just the just the language of the superhero comic, he pretty much wrote the book on it, you yeah. know. And I 
I can't think of and like it kind of became the action movie like all those poses the things that we kind of take for granted now especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe out there doing visual representations of those kinds of things like like a lot of the times you hear about people like filmmakers talking about how it's more like the pacing and the way he would frame things and mm-hmm. things like that too that were kind of not normal well, well you gotta think too like a lot of people don't know who Jack Kirby is because Stan I mean even though him and Stan work together so much like Stan eclipsed him because of whatever reason, because people the, the personality, media, the personality, yeah, Stan's personality, and he was more and, of the face of the company. Yeah, so people just automatically assume that he was he had the, the Walt one. Disney yeah, factor. But, like everybody thought yeah. they knew him. Like oh, Stan. But even going forward, like like people people kind of like instantly assume that Stanley did a lot of all this single handedly. Like people who don't know about comics or Jack Kirby, and like uh, one of the articles that I read a couple days ago about him, and I thought it was interesting, was like when um. Captain America, the first Avenger came out. Jack Kirby's name isn't anywhere on the the credit poster, and Stan Lee's technically credited for it. And yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He didn't yeah. create Captain America, like yeah. Joe Simon and, and Jack Kirby did. And a lot of people will always go to and think, be like, "Oh yeah, Stan created Captain America." So it's like it's weird because we're all taught that he created everything, and then there's co creation. But it, I feel I feel like you're. It's almost like Marvel as a religion. Like you get your you you get stands of the yeah, god, yeah. And, then and then all of a sudden you realize, oh wait, he's he's a mortal like the rest of I us. I feel like maybe Stan didn't get paid enough for a long time, so they're really trying to make up for it by being. Oh, like, I'm sure he got paid. And well, yeah. now I mean, yeah, now now he was for a long time. Yeah, he was the editor, wasn't he? Editor in chief for like through the sixties and seventies. Yeah, I mean, he like so. One of the things that I thought was interesting in the documentary that they talked about was that Stan always had these ideas for like monsters and like like grotesque things. Yeah, and they said that the the magic was that Kirby turned them into heroes. And I thought about that, and it seems like such an obvious idea because as much as a you know like I'm not a big DC person, I know I've said that at, at, at nauseum, and I've appreciated it more because of the CW shows, and I feel like there's some cool stuff there, like Legends of Tomorrow. I love it. I thought you were gonna say Charmed. Well, the Charmed, you know, whatever. I just Vampire Diaries. That's why I love DC. Uh, um, but you look at like their staple heroes, and you look at Marvel, like you mentioned the Fantastic Four. The thing doesn't make sense. But he's awesome, yeah. you know, and yeah. and like and Mr. Fantastic, even though you got what Plastic Man or whatever, it's like that's a very horrifying idea. But he's cool and he just love it. And and the Human Torch, a guy that's just well, there was a Human Torch before, I guess. But it's like these are freaks, and but they're a family and they're heroic, and it, and also like the Hulk, like that that shouldn't be the lead of your book, but it was, you know, well, like I think a lot of the writing would like Stan contributed to that because like his skill was making a lot of the characters personable. And, yeah. and relatable in a sense like you know it's like yeah problems problems they had problems like and like uh i can't remember if it was how uh, there was a difference between the two uh in their writing style like i think it was kirby that had like more adult subject matter with like like marriage and divorce and things mm-hmm. like that and then stan was more like these people are just like you and me and you know struggle for money and then they have you know problems with you know family members and things like that so but then you get something like like Modoc, which that's such a that's such a comic creation. Like it's not like just because it's an oversized head that is like smarter than you and wants to take over the world, destroy the world. Uh, that's such a ridiculous idea. But he gives it some type of I don't, I don't want to say power is not the right word, but you get excited. Like it's just it's every, fantastic. It is fantastic. Like, I, you know, yeah. Just but you get on board for everything. Like Galactus 
is a cool character. Right. Again, if I say is this thing, he's bigger than the cosmos almost and goes around eating planets. That's a dumb idea. But Galactus is a badass. Well, you know, it's you know? funny is like one of the examples that I read, like because they always talked about how Stan and, and Jack would work together and like. Stan would give Jack like really loose notes like he would just be like you know what the the, the Fantastic Four is going to do this this week you know and then like there was no like like uh, structure script. to it and, and script and, and, and Jack would just go to town and like I think the example they used was like when he created Galactus it was like uh, oh the Fantastic Four fight God. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, that wasn't the literal translation of what Stan said, but it was just like he would throw stuff at him like that. And then Jack would be like, OK, well, clearly they have to fight some type of strong, omnipotent being. And then you get Galactus. So he's like, I'm really feeling purple today. Purple and, and pointy hats. And I guess know? he didn't read any of his books. Like, And that's where a lot of uh, Stan's influence shined, because like Stan would go back and edit everything. And Jack would put in a lot of notes. And then Stan would keep some stuff, and he wouldn't keep a lot because obviously he would rewrite a lot of his stuff. Well, I also but, thought Stan would go in and add the word bubbles later. Like he would just kind of find spaces yeah. to actually put dialogue and kind of just. It, I can't imagine that kind of work relationship where you have that much trust in the other person to be like, "You do that, I have an idea, that's cool," and then I'm just going to kind of tweak the edges, and mm-hmm. then we got a book, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And to do it repeatedly week after week and do multiple titles, like. How often, like, creative teams that make books now, like, uh, other than, like, Bendis, who writes everything, it seems. He seems like um, he lays out a plan for, like, five years, though. <laughs> like, I feel like he's like, okay, I'm going to write Guardians. Like, I think he just finished Guardians, his run on Guardians, like, like last week. But he had that going for, like, quite a while, you know? So, but, um, yeah, it was really, really loose and off the cuff with the two of them. Like, I thought it was crazy, like, how there was no structure, but it came out, like, like pristine. Yeah. Do you think it came from like all those old like uh, all the old monster books where they're just like random sci-fi creatures and oh it has like, to yeah, it has to be like almost like a practice round kind of like the Beatles in <clears throat> Germany kind of thing where like they just practice eight ten hours a day and then by the time everybody else notices they're already like oh yeah we got shorthand we got this well I mean because they go through his history which one of the artists on there this documentary said that Kirby is also interesting that. Uh, he he didn't know another artist that could be impactful over the course of three decades and change his style each decade and keep going forward. And he did draw monster comics. He drew him and uh, Joe Simon. Is Joe that, Simon. Yeah. Joe Simon. They pretty much created the the Romex comic and they made bank because there hadn't anything else like that. He did westerns. He did everything. So I think that he just liked he just he let his mind wander as he was drawing. And there was something else I found out too that they got to the point to where they wouldn't let him drive because he would end up just like curbing the car as he's thinking about like something. So like his kids told the story about how he was supposed to be picking him up, taking him somewhere. He ended up between like the ice cream shop and a telephone pole because he was thinking about drawing. And I can't imagine that kind of imagination constantly going forward. Like I don't think I'm pretty creative. I'm not that creative, you know, and, and just to have all those concepts and also like, I, I mean, you, you paint a lot and you design a lot and I know you do things that are based on other properties. Yeah. Like just thinking of like costume design, character design for new characters all the time. How, how challenging would that be to be like, this guy looks like this guy, this guy looks like this over and over again and make it iconic. You know, I just, I can't believe it. Well, I, you know, what else I thought was kind of fascinating and 
this goes ties into us always talking about Star Wars and, and tomorrow. Oh, look at that! There's your Star Wars end. Was how much <laughs> Lucas? How much Lucas uh, was influenced by Jack Kirby? Because like uh, when Mark, I think it was Mark Hamill said like when he was reading over the script, like he uh, he definitely felt like that Doctor Doom vibe from Vader. Like mm-hmm. and, like Vader, and I think there was even a panel that I saw in an article that I read um, where they took um, a scene that Kirby drew of Doom doing and this is this is from like 1976 i think before new or before empire came out but the scene in empire where they show up at dinner in cloud city it was almost like panel for panel like they show up door opens a fantastic four come in doom sitting at a big table and just basically disarms all of them and i'm like that's the exact same scene and it was like like six years earlier that that kirby drew that so you can tell that like lucas was definitely influenced by kirby um, and I think there was even um, a character that Kirby did that was like a short-lived character named Skywalker. It, but it was two words. It was Sky and then and Walker. So, yeah, Jack Kirby definitely had his his hands working in Star Wars before Star Wars was around. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> that, anyway, I, I was going to say I don't know where to go from there because, like, Kirby's an interesting topic. But in terms of the stuff that... that um, we can talk about how much he can actually eat because that... When he's no, I was talking about Kirby. Never mind. Oh, you're talking about Kirby, Kirby the pink thing, the, Kirby, the video game character. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> no. So, so Jeff, like you, um, <clears throat> Star Wars. I know that's a big thing for you. Yeah. And and I know, and also, in, uh, Labyrinth is something that has been important to you, and you do prints, and and people love yeah, it. Yeah, the whole like making prints of like stuff that I like happened by accident. Okay. Like, I've been doing a lot of like for years. I was doing stuff like a lot of nurseries, and uh, I got to do office buildings and stuff for people's homes and just things. And um, and then when I decided to start doing more of like a convention type thing, like I we signed up for a comic con, and I was like, I should probably get making some stuff and making prints and things and so i was like well, i'm just gonna make what i like um and yeah so it's kind of weird how i've actually the labyrinth and uh the office like all my dwight stuff seems to like crush and it's totally accidental and i made one just for me in my first con and uh it blew up and so now i just make what i want and hope somebody else likes my stuff well yeah I, I, so the dwight stuff like like dwight is uh han solo yeah that just, blew up really that was like <laughs> i did that little i had that idea for so long and i just like i'm just gonna make this for me and i put it up on a little thing and it it blew up i just like because you know dwight thinks of himself as like that and dwight <laughs> is absolutely not like that you know um but like the, the labyrinth stuff which i know you you had done that before bowie had passed away yeah um and I was mentioning this before we started recording. It feels like for some reason, like I love Labyrinth. I think it's it's an amazing, interesting movie. Um, I would argue that it isn't the strongest stories of movies. It's just kind of it has its problems, and it, 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 but I feel like it's grown over time, and it's getting stuck in that that big wave of nostalgia right now. Yeah, and I'm not saying that takes away from you know from your stuff because it's it's cool, but yeah. people are just like flocking to it now, and I don't know why that movie seems to be the trigger. Versus like some other stuff. Well, for me personally, like I saw it when I was a little, I remember sitting on my couch watching it and I didn't really know who David Bowie was and it somehow like sparked off where it kind of, you know, something in my brain the same way Star Wars did. Like I'm a huge movie nerd. My son is always teasing me that I'm always like, oh, that's my favorite. That was one of my favorite movies. And he's like, you say that an awful lot, dad. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, it's true. But like, (laughs) like later on, like the Brian Froud, I would have all his books. And I don't actually 
paint like him, but something about the the feeling that he did really influenced me. And then, of course, I became an obsessive David Bowie fan of his music. So then, like, now as I'm older and I'm making stuff, it's this weird culmination of, like, something about when I do the Labyrinth stuff, it's sort of like I'm getting to paint, like, part of, like, something that kind of influenced me backwards. Like, I didn't even realize it influenced me hmm. so much. So, and then other, now, I mean, I've been lucky at it couple people ask me to paint them so it's kind of fun too yeah you, you know? just get that big commission piece of bowie yeah, yeah. that was that was amazing that was a, when people ask me to do that i get very happy because it i guess so you get paid crazy. to do the thing that you want to do yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's just like oh you're going to pay me to do the thing that i want to do anyway yeah excellent yeah <laughs> like, that, like yeah it really gives me a chance to like because sometimes when you're making something just for yourself you're like oh man i really should be like trying to go out there and get another commission job so like, when somebody's like wants something you're like oh i have to do this because it's my job it kind of works out for your brain a little bit that's awesome um and i remember you'd also mentioned that you saw one of your stickers on the back of a random car <laughs> yeah. um i saw a ludo sticker on the back of a car i actually had my sister-in-law send me a picture the other day of another one and i was just like yeah <laughs> i've seen a couple stan buddhas out there you know who you are my stan buddha fans that's yeah. awesome. That that to me that'd probably be almost like I don't know something about like someone I don't know right. showing that they like something that you've done. Right. It, it it tickles something in in my mind. It's just like I've arrived, and I don't you know just you know. I mean, I haven't arrived, but I'm sure that's how I'd feel when I get there. You know, like when well, you see an invasion of the podcast sticker somewhere. Yeah, like like in the corner here in the box that I have. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that's really cool. And what's well, like the difference between like somebody you know being like no you're doing good and somebody who completely doesn't care about you emotionally whatsoever doesn't even know what you look like and it's like you did a good job or Something I, about hey, the thumbs strangers, up. I gave yeah. you some money yeah, to buy this thing and slap it on my car yeah, anybody yeah good. I always feel better whenever somebody I don't know says something good you know I, yeah. it's, it's kind of it feels weird because it should be the opposite right it should feel like you know I know this person I should value their opinion it's like total stranger come over and tell me that you like me <laughs> right. you know like it's yeah um so um, you just described being at a convention. That's literally what being it's the strangest <laughs> feeling because you're having all these strangely personal conversations and then people ask you about you. And then after about six hours in, you're like, oh, my gosh, I could see where somebody who's actually done something really big and are a celebrity on some level might go insane from being asked questions because mm. it's really amazing. But like you yeah. feel strange because you don't, you don't want to like um disappoint people by being a jerk i try to be really nice all the time and be actually engaged yeah like i i felt i felt bad because you're you're like super nice and talking to me when we're at wizard world and i'm just like nope there's people here they're, they're looking at things they want to buy things i'm like i'm just gonna keep moving over to the side because i did not want to interrupt the potential for sales but it's like but we kept talking and yeah. i'm like i gotta i gotta i just gotta go because it's like that's we're burning money here. We're burning daylight. Yeah. I felt really bad about that. No, no, no. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like I started doing conventions just to literally get out and be like, this I make I exist. I make things. And yeah. so for me, like, I'm always like, if I can make my booth back and I can meet a bunch of people, I'm a happy man. Like I was for just that worried part of I was gonna hit people in the face with my sword again on accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you do. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what that's that's the price you I pay like, to a con. I'm like, I can't stand still too long because I feel I can't I don't know who's around me. I'm like yeah, so you were you shared a booth. Well, not well. You had your own, but then you were also with uh, your friend uh, Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley, yes. Who I, he dressed up as someone different for each of the days yes. of the con. I liked. They are he was really uh, good at the yeah, cosplay. He dressed up as Matt, the radar technician. Mm -hmm. I think. Oh I, yeah, I, I thought that was really funny. Uh, and then you guys were kind of cat a corner to Joe Caroni, mm -hmm. so that must have been interesting too. Because I know that he's like a veteran traveling. Yeah, like I actually that was the first time I actually got to meet him. Like Ryan's known him for a while. 
Um, and so that it kind of blew my mind because I didn't actually realize how much of his stuff was like in my brain until I was talking to him and kind of peeking over his shoulder. And I was like, Oh my God, I know that. Oh, I know this. And I know that. And I was just like, I felt very awkward. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'm about to fanboy out in this guy. I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's like, I, I made star Wars too. And you hold up. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, outside of wizard world, is there any other conventions that you've done? Uh, or is that just like the, the thing that you, cause I know you were here. Yeah. Just, just, I do the locals. Like, um, we might go out of town a couple more times. Like I'd like next year to maybe do motor city or some of the, the more artist based ones, something where I could have a lead time to make some more stuff out of my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like tilt away a little bit from doing too much, um, fanboy art because not that I think it's bad, but I just want to kind of start cause I'm not, trying to make comics so like when i paint comic stuff and do comic stuff i think people assume you're a comic book artist but that's not my main goal so i'm just trying to tilt away that makes sense that's yeah, it no, is I fun understand. to paint dwight as han solo so it's hard it's i'm, I'm maybe i'm being a yeah but i feel hypocrite. like a lot of artists that i've seen at the cons like they they don't look like they have an agenda but they have really amazing art yeah like they just want to like like you do like you love working on what you love working on like your your Dwight solo like stuff like that like the, yeah. whether it's a mashup or something that you just felt passionate about it doesn't mean that you want to like someday you know go work for DC because right. you love the flash right. so all the stuff you do is the flash to try to grab that job but right. um I do feel like some of those prints out there that people do are so targeted though where it's like yeah I, like, as much as I love Rick and Morty there was a ton of Rick and Morty stuff this yeah. time around it's like people were excited and you know wubba lubba dub dub and all that but it just felt like well they just saw this opportunity it's like we got to get this out here now too so people can grab it well it know? feels weird like speaking of joe like i have my star wars stuff and then you turn around there's a guy who's been doing it for 20 years right. professionally and you're like you really feel a little bit like oh yeah is this cool <laughs> you know you must want his blessing a little yeah. bit to be like oh yeah i could totally you know yeah. what i mean like it feels very awkward but no i think like if you have a you have a really cool niche with like labyrinth and and the dwight stuff and like you're not doing tons of rick and morty so it's not like it's obvious you're not out there just going like hey everybody likes this yeah yeah i I have like four things that i really love so i kind of stick in the four things and then then of course kevin conroy and lauren lester were coming this year so i was like i have to make an animated series thing because it's like my favorite show ever so i did that this year too of course but i mean even that like if i saw like somebody who had something different because you don't really see any animated like like batman type art that somebody would do you know that they love that series but and then then they make it their own yeah you don't really see that you see a ton of other batman stuff but nobody tries to do that style i just feel like a lot of the booth people like they they booth people like as in those people the booth, the booth people movie. watch booth out for people the, versus the, robot bear yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes um so uh i feel like that 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 they're so they want to stand out and they have to have their own style to the point to where it's it's almost exaggerated where it's like if you would just back down a little bit this some of the stuff felt like too too extreme at times and i don't know how else to describe that where it's it's almost like you have a specific style and you're going to put that in every single print that you do as opposed to showing that you have a little bit of of width here as opposed to i'm going to do like the one booth and i'm sure like since i here's me sitting in the cheap seat seeing like yeah you should do something different what have i done um all the playing card stuff it's like, is there something else mm. where you have like, you know, the face cards where it's like, you know, Venom and, and Spider-Man and, and yeah. whatever. It's like, I get it. That's kind of a thing, but I don't know. I just feel like it's, since there's just so much of it, I don't want any of it. If that, if that makes sense. Well, you know? like things like, become like a trend um, sometimes. And then you'll see the mm-hmm. whole, like the, 
the horrible knockoff artists. Like this year, it was kind of nice. Like they're trying to like when we did Wizard World, they put us all together, which was nice because there's these guys that kind of go and they literally download a uh, a jock Batman and then print it off on a thing that it's blurry and then they sell it as a print <laughs> and it's literally not their art, not their artist. They don't have any reason to do I've, it. I've noticed you know? that because like I went to Wizard World twice and then I went to MegaCon in Orlando and I seen different art pieces and I'm like that's not the same vendor but it's like the same art like you could tell it was totally just kind of printed and they were oh, like yeah. trying to sell it and I'm just like I, that's weird yeah it's crazy like it's very it's very difficult for your brain to wrap around when mm-hmm. you're trying hard you know well then you see like on on uh, Facebook where it's like get this shirt or this print oh, it's yeah. like and, and they're so easy to rip from people and, and try yeah. to sell it uh, that yeah but I mean I, I don't know I guess um I guess I'm just a little jaded where I feel like you walk by and it's just like, yeah, I'm not interested in this, but you're you're going to eyeball me down until I like kind of look through and then I'm just going to kind of run away, you know, but whatever. That's just, I'm a jaded son of a bitch. So, what about that yeah. one print? And I felt bad because you know how they always do the, uh, the like, two for 20 yeah. or three for whatever, 30. And I was like, I was like, I wanted, he's like, he's like, oh, you could get another one. I'm like, I don't I just want this one. Like <laughs> I felt really bad. I do, I do that too. I'm like, well, I just yeah. want this one. Like I don't. I'm like I just. I don't. That's like, the hardest part about being at a convention is if somebody asks. I used to have tons of signs. Like Ryan and I would put up all these signs with like what things cost, and literally everybody would ask anyway. So then you're like, okay, so I'm just gonna say it anyway. So I down to one little one, but then when you say it, it literally feels like you're like trying to sell a used car where i'll literally be like okay so i'm just gonna say this here's because the ludo here's the literally buying two right here. things so you could have something out blah blah like i'm and it, you really try hard not to feel like a used car salesman for your yeah. own stuff you know what i mean and we it's, i don't know it, it is a strange feeling i felt bad on the buy end because i was just like well no that is a good deal and man i just i don't <laughs> these other characters aren't relatable I'm like, yeah i felt bad but no. you know. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 bought a couple of prints because of those deals where I'm like, yeah, I didn't really want this one as well. And I, what was it? There was um the the three that I have behind us with the alien and the predator and mm-hmm. the thing. I ended up getting a, a Mad Max Fury Road one that was cool, but I didn't want it. So at work, I was like, hey, you like Mad Max? And my friend's like, yeah. I'm like, have this. He's like, sweet. I'm like, you're welcome. Happy on birthday. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> the coasters. The coaster. Remember when we were buying oh, yeah. coasters? And I'm like, I just want a cog. And from, he's like, no, from yeah, yeah, from the Empire. And he's just like, no, I sell these as a set. And I was just like, mm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we'll wrap up here, the free comic book day talk, and then all the different ways that you can, after we just talked about how you feel bad about selling yourself, you're going to sell yourself a little bit here. Uh, so you're going to be free comic book day Friday night doing some sketches. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna have you're gonna have some of your prints available for sale, right? Yeah, I'll have okay. Prints, and I'll be doing sketches for free. We'll have prints. All the artists have uh, prints of their. Well, most I guess all of us uh, do have prints of the art piece at the on the wall, so you okay. can get a cool smaller version to take home. Oh, cool! Which is kind of fun if you you know unless you want to buy the one off the wall, we'll never say no to that. <laughs> I was going to ask, are those for sale as well? Oh yes, <laughs> I thought they were raffling those off. Or no, no. They I did a show like at a, Christmas, I think, where he raised the a, Christmas some ones, money yeah. for the food bank. I always love doing the Christmas raffle ones. Yeah, I look forward to that every year. Yeah, you yeah. just never know, right? You might. You might I've never there. gotten any, but like, and I'm really, I feel kind of bummed because like one that I really, really wanted, I found out was one that Steve drew, and I was like, <laughs> I really just want to ask Steve to draw that for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he's going to be there Friday as well. Let's go up to Steve and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, can you just draw that Christmas thing? I'm you like, did let again? me get this Christmas cover. Um, yeah. but. Uh yeah the the raffle I thought it was like the raffle but no that's cool they're doing an actual like art show 
So yeah, cool. I'm excited to check it's that put out. Put on by yeah. the, the Breakneck guys, Sean and Kristen Burns. I don't know if you guys ever remember the Breakneck Gallery over yeah, there on Madison Avenue. It was our, our geeky home away from home, and now they get to put on shows like this for us, which is awesome. Cause That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, and then also um, you have your store online, uh, your Facebook yeah. page. It's mm-hmm. uh, Fred Paints. Fred Paints, yep. Um, yeah. Go there and buy My stuff. Instagram, <laughs> yeah. Find me. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, uh, that will we'll wrap it up for this portion. Now, I know we've talked about Robot Bears. We've talked about Dwight Schrute. So, I feel like we need to have a game that ties into that. Robot Bears. Robot Bears. Robot Bears. Robot maybe. Beats. Yeah, Robot Beats. So, all right. We'll just we'll get to the game. Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. I, I had to find that because it's I I love I love that bit of the office. So I actually made a game board. You, know, oh you guys my can't God. see that. Wow. You guys can't see it wow. at home. That's what you're like, hiding. Yeah, I was okay. hiding this. So it's actually kind of like a Jeopardy style yeah. uh, game. It's going to be the subjects are bears, beats, and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. And I didn't know Jeff. I didn't know your knowledge of Battlestar. So I tried to keep it a little. Yeah, I wasn't going to ask like oddly specific questions of like you know how many Cylon destroyers blah 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 because Joe would probably know the answers. I haven't watched Battlestar. I mean, like, I still know like how many things. times did Katie Sackoff's eye wander off the other direction? A hundred percent. There you go. You win. No. Uh, so what is a hundred percent? Yeah. The amount of times that Katie Sackoff was looking to the left. So we'll we'll go ahead and do this. Um, there's nothing really underneath. The, oh, never mind. I can't even hold my game board right. So we'll yeah, just we'll do this. Or something or uh, I don't know. Anyway, so I got the questions here. So we'll let Jeff pick first because he is the guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, Bears for 200. Please. Bears for 200. All right. So, oh, Joe, if you want to work the, the game board. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I'll be Vanna. What, what are Yogi oh. and Boo Boo constantly looking for in Jellystone National Park? Picnic baskets. That's correct. Boom. Yeah. So I figured, you know, it'd be easy to keep track of the points that way. So if you want to pick again. Oh, let's do beets for 200. Beets. So this is not beets as in the vegetable or mm-hmm. whatever the beets are. This is more a little bit more loosely based. So you said uh, for 200 mm-hmm. for beets? Okay. Who do you have to defeat in the NES version of Punch-Out in order to face Mike Tyson or slash Mr. Dream? Oh, oh no. <laughs> is there a I steal? Oh, wait, there is a steal yeah, in Jeopardy. Yeah. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna steal. Is okay. it Super Macho Man? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Joe, what would you like? All right. I don't know if these are tiered as difficulty. Some of them. Are, some of these are a little tough. You're gonna be let's, mad at me for some of these. Let's do bears for twelve hundred. Bears Whoa. for twelve hundred. Yeah. I'm all right. Joe's gonna hate this. Who voiced Lotso Huggin Bear in Toy Story Three? Oh. Uh, I'm gonna be so mad when I know when I hear it too. Yep, I know he's dead. I don't think he's dead. I thought he's dead. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Jeff, do you know Ed Asner? No, that's no. close. Though. Oh, wait, that no, was wait. a good guess. Oh no, do you have another guess? No. Okay, uh, Ned Beatty. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was close. Actually, that was close. Yeah. Ned, um, Ned. All right, so Jeff, it's your turn since Joe uh, biffed it on the big question. Let's Battlestar at twelve hundred. If we're going, oh, oh Battlestar at twelve hundred. Oh. <laughs> Glenn A. Larson created Battlestar in 1978. He would go on to create another show with artificial intelligence and red lasers. What was it? Mm. It was in the 80s. The 80s? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, red lasers. Like, artificial intelligence. I'll say red, la- red laser eye. How about that? I do not know the answer to this question. Joe, do you know the answer? Uh, an 80, I'm going to be mad when I when I hear it, too, I bet. Um, 
in the eighties. It was a television show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I did word this kind of strange on purpose because I didn't want to make it so obvious. I don't know. Knight Rider. Oh. Because it had the little beam. and the, 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 I guess it, that yeah. is a red laser eye. Well, because you look at the Cylons later, they had the... the well, he's a fan them. of that. Yeah. It all happened before. It was a Cylon all car. Happened again. Now, yeah. now I know that Kit is a Cylon car. I don't trust That's him. That's right. You know. All right. Maybe we should have been trusting Carr all along. <laughs> All right, Joe. So what do we got? Uh, let's do beats for eight hundred. Beats for eight hundred. Uh, in the arm wrestling epic, over the top. <laughs> what does Lincoln Hawk, aka Sylvester Stallone, do when he gets serious about competing? He turns his hat. Oh, everybody around. knows that. There we yeah, got it. it's like turn off. I'm switch. about to high five you if I lose the points. <laughs> oh man. And what does his opponent drink sometimes before arm wrestling? Motorola. Oh, there you go. All right. Wasn't that, that, that the guy that played Buzzsaw in... Uh, I, maybe it was. I feel in, like in that, Running Man. In Running Man. I got to look I'm that up I'm surprised you had been alive. I swear to God, point. I thought you just said Rain Man. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. If Buzzsaw was, was Dustin in Hoffman? Rain Man. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman drink like Motorola. You didn't know. Dustin yeah. Hoffman's <laughs> running the course. De- definitely high grade. Definitely. All right. All right, Joe. Uh, let's do Battlestar for 600. Battlestar for 600. There you go. That's oh. that's about as much production. That's daily double. Oh, I thought yeah. I got shot by a no. by a Cylon Raider. <laughs> no, I knew that was a daily double. Okay, okay. six hundred daily double. Katie Sackoff of the Wandering Eye was part of what other failed uh, 2007 TV series that had involved augmented people? Uh, was it um was it the Bionic Woman? That's correct. Yeah, I remember that. All right, so you get she some... was the bad Bionic Woman. Yes. Yeah. That eye was bionic. They didn't. They didn't get her bionic eye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so this bad. Is, this is gonna bad. be no, like, this whole game is Katie Sackoff like yeah. like wandering Bears, eye jokes, beats, and Katie Sackoff's wandering eye. All right, uh, let's do um, let's do bears for four hundred. Four hundred. An anchorman. Which actor pushes Veronica Corningstone into the bear pit? Oh, um, Vince Vaughn. Is that your answer? Oh wait. No wait, no wait. Okay, That's, you're wrong. Uh, All right, yeah, Jeff, yeah. You got it. I don't. <laughs> Damn it! It's Tim Robbins. I knew it was like ah. yeah, because he was like the NPR guy. So so you'll edit my quietness closer, right? <laughs> so it sounds like I know something. Uh, I'll just pause it and be like, you'll be like Tim Robbins. I, I jumped yeah, on that too too right. fast. Cause, All right, so yeah. Jeff, it's your turn. All right, let's do uh, beats for six hundred. Beats for six hundred. Oh, let's see here. All right, I'll give you some hints on this. Uh, in, in the film The Wizard, what was the name of the video game tournament that Fred Savage's brother won? I'll, I'll even I'll even go wow. further and say, Whoa. what was the game he played to win the tournament? Oh. I'll even give you that. that, that Super one. Mario 3, there right? There you go. All right, yeah. So was I'll give you was that. it the Wizard Tournament? Is no. that why it's named that? Or they yeah. just like, threw that out which, there? Which one was that for? Uh, 600. 600. Yeah. Video Armageddon, which I'd, I had to look that up. But I remember that. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. And Toby, Toby McGuire was in that. Yeah. And the power glove. It's so and red. The power glove, yeah. Right, so. It's a giant commercial. Yeah. Um yep. so, uh, yeah. let's do Bears eight hundred. Bears eight hundred. All right. What's the name of the delivery service that Baloo flies for in Tailspin? Oh man. See, I had some fun looking up some bear facts, you know. Tailspin. Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> TM. No, that, that's yeah, that's not it. Joe, you got it. Uh, You're gonna be mad when you hear it. I am. Something Express. 
That's not correct. No. Uh, Something Express is not right. Hire for Hire is the actual Damn name. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Damn, that's mine. That's nobody's. Why I give that to you? <laughs> Out of sympathy. All right. So, Joe, we've got... All right. Uh, let's do Battlestar for 200. Battlestar for 200. What other property does Edward James almost refer to androids as skin jobs? Oh, uh, Blade Runner. That's right. See, I tried to come with some easier questions earlier on on the board. Uh, let's do Beats for 1,200. Beats for 1,200. What is the name of the other bowler that Woody Harrelson's character lost to in Kingpin? That he lost to? Yeah. Uh, so if you Bill, know, if Bill was, Murray's character, it's right? It's Bill Murray, but what was the name? See, I knew you were going to know it was Bill Murray. And if you know his beats, I've, I've kind of like people getting beat. Like the, the, I couldn't yeah. think of, I, you know, that's the theme. I don't know. I I know Woody Harrelson's character, but I don't know. Okay. Jeff, you got it? I do not. Oh, my goodness. I know, All right? Uh, Ernie Big Ern McCracken. Oh, the man. All right. So, Jeff, your turn. All right. Let's do Battlestar for 400. Battlestar for 400. This <laughs> <laughs> Might as well give him the points because this is one of those ones that's like Joe's going to get a kick out of this. What's a dumber Viper pilot name? A hot dog or racetrack? Hmm. <laughs> it's got to be hot dog because they have to be limited in the future. Like I agree. I, th- I, just, I, I would remember, have to go with hot dog I, too. I th- they're both dumb names for Viper pilots, but I'll say hot dog. <laughs> that's the right like one. a freebie. So that point. was literally I a gimme. Because yeah. oh, I didn't know your Based knowledge on about all my silence. I take the gimme. I'm not going to complain. Uh, I, 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 wasn't, so I just I wasn't going to get into like but it's specific funny because like I forgot I couldn't tell you Viper pilot code names, but when you mentioned those, I remember them, and I'm just like, God, those were so. Because racetrack was the one that she was kind of a bitch towards Starbuck. Yeah, because she was like up and coming, and then Hot Dog is literally uh, the the actor is Edward James Olmos's son, so it almost feels like they had a reason to stick him on the show, and they gave him that weird like you know um, like out of wedlock pregnancy storyline, and then you never heard from him again. It was weird, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you got a girl pregnant, and your name's Hot Dog. That's great. Way <laughs> way to go, way to go, Battlestar. Oh man! All, All right, right. But uh, it was so good though. Come on. So you got the free points. So <laughs> no, I love I love Battlestar. Let's do uh, Bears for six hundred. Bears for six hundred. It is. Oh wait. <laughs> no, All right. the Daily Double. You just don't. You, like, don't you? I, have to, wait. No. Okay. I, I, you I'm, just want to play the sound. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take double the points away. I'm just gonna say if you get you get double. The no, points. I thought you had to wager points. Oh uh, well, that's true. I guess whatever. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I didn't wager points. Um, which came first, Smokey the Bear or the Bear Claw Pastry? Ooh. I'm going to go with the pastry. That is correct. Oh, uh, the pastry, like the first term of Bear Claw was 1936, and Smokey the Bear was developed in 1944. So hmm. I did not realize that Bear Claws had existed such for such a short period of time. Hmm. I don't, you know. Like I said, I went down some rabbit holes for some bears. Clearly. All right, so, all right, so Jeff, your turn again. Let's go a thousand on bears. Thousand on bears. Thousand on bears. Bears <laughs> are done after this. Um, what was the name of the 1976 Bear Attack film that was considered by many to be a Jaws ripoff? <laughs> the- Grizzly Man. I'll give it to you because it was Grizzly. That was actually this. The name of the movie is Grizzly. Oh, no. yeah. so Grizzly, Grizzly Man. Man's a documentary, documentary about a guy oh. getting attacked by a bear. I won't, I won't take the points. No, that's not... no, fine. Grizzly Man's the remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like they're like, oh, it's a large bear in the woods. We would call it Grizzly. I just you know anyway. All right, done with bears. We got Beats and Battlestar. I'll let you pick since you just gave me two gimmies. <laughs> no, no, you got to keep going. Yeah. Okay, Beats a thousand. Beats a thousand. Uh. Which sounds like a pair of headphones. Oh, yeah, you, 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 yeah. 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 you won't like this one. $1,000 pair of Beats. 
Joe might know this, but you may not know this one. What what number board is the Pac-Man kill screen? I mean, you have to go through like the different, you know, playing Pac-Man over and over again. There's I'm just going to certain... say 100 because I don't know. Okay. Joe, what, what number you got? Because I'll go uh, closer. I think it's, is it 36? 36? Yeah. Okay, you're wrong. It's 256. You have uh. to clear 256 boards to get to the kill screen. So, yeah. All right. Let's do. Let's finish off beats. Let's get rid of it. Four hundred. Four hundred. In Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, how did Scott defeat Todd Ingram? Evil X number three. That was Brandon Routh's. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> like, Listen, um, I know this one. Yeah, uh, he gives him dairy, and the vegan police come and take away his vegan powers, and he kicks him in the head, and he explodes into a bunch of change. There you go. Good, answer. perfect answer. It's milk and eggs, bitch. Is one of my wife's and I's favorite <laughs> things to say for no apparent reason whatsoever. So I was very happy to hear that word come out of your mouth. I knew that one. Chicken's not vegan. Like- Chicken is a vegan. <laughs> All right. So we got two left. We got Battlestar. two left. All right, Battlestar. Let's go. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Okay, Joe might know this one. Um, I'm not sure if you know this one, but there have been two Battlestar alumni and to play villains in the the CWDC shows. Name either one's character names from those shows. Like, go name the actor. Just tell me what villain they were. Oh. One was in Arrow and one was in Flash. I'll give you that. I know. We watched the Flash, like, religiously. Okay, let me think. Uh, We're looking for the actor's name? Well, I'll even give you that, but I was thinking, (laughs) I was going for the villain's name that they played. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, wasn't Baltar was one of them? That's true. And then the other one was um. Yeah, I I know who it is. I'm just it's the chief. I like that you named both of their Battlestar names, but not their well, actor name. Well, the or chief the played they are. played the turtle. There you go. In Flash, and then Baltar played uh some guy who was he strapped a bomb to Laurel. I don't remember who uh, Dodger. Like, Dodger. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So you got the points there. That was like season two. That I was think. a good question. We should have ended on that one. Yeah. All right. Thousand. That's the last. Thou- thousand. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. This, this is a bad question. So we should end on the other one. Uh, we know that the 12 colonies had the saying, so say we all, mm-hmm. what was the Cylons original catchphrase? I'm talking like from the original Battlestar. Like they all said it. They even had the original Cylons in the series. Remember in Razor, you saw them for a mm-hmm. second? They said it there, too. Toast is done. Toast is done is not right. Kill all the humans. That's not right, either. It's a good one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of my uh, Hollywood Squares funny answer yeah. to like, yeah. end that right. one. All right. It's, <laughs> a, it's a by your command. Though. That's what they'd always say whenever. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway. All right. So that was your Bears. Beats and Battlestar Galactica. Well, I think I think I think Jeff won. He's well. He's got. Oh no! This like involves a lot of math. Nobody there, got twelve hundred. Wow, twelve hundred was hard. All right, so I got. Let's see, two thousand, three thousand, thirty-six hundred. Two thousand, three thousand, thirty-two. You win. Ooh, well, look at that. that. Very close. Nice. Well, we well didn't played. get any of the big ones. Well I think yeah. you did play it out so that these were harder. Because I, well, I was trying. Some of those one. I wanted to be a yeah. little more challenging, but I just it, it's tough coming up with questions because you're like if we if I went like heavy Battlestar like actual knowledge, you know I didn't know if you were going to know like yeah. some of the, like just it would be like in the second episode how many minutes did it take between uh, times that the silence would find them and they had to jump away, you know. Joe, remember that? 
that episode the second the first episode of the series whatever the intervals was <laughs> yes it, was it like, like a day or a week or something like that or no it was 33 minutes oh yeah because they kept saying the clock again and again anyway see i tell you this is stuff i know right so all right that's gonna do it for us uh this week next week we're talking guardians of the galaxy uh hopefully we'll see the movie by then and then I'm, we'll, supposed, I'm supposed to go see it tomorrow night okay i will not be able to but i will hopefully see it during the weekend at some point and it'll be fun i'm gonna talk about all eight on friday it's pre-comic book day with everybody <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna go see it on thursday i'm going sunday no you because i texted you about that i'm like i don't i was like i was trying to find a way to get it on thursday but like all the good seats are sold out where i'm going to be at and i just don't want to go to free comic book day and have everybody talk about it around me because it's going to drive me nuts you Come know on, talk about it no don't yeah. do it don't I think do it. that's a crowd of safety though i'm gonna like, people yeah they the were really good no because like, no, remember episode seven everybody was really well, good yeah, yeah maybe i don't know because that was i remember at the uh Christmas party, nobody was talking about episode seven, like what happened. Yeah, I suppose. What I happened? Don't know. Han Solo got killed. It's been <laughs> over two years. Come on. <laughs> You're listening to our show all of a sudden, and that was a spoiler for you. Shame on you. Yeah, right. Um, so, all right, let's go do it for us this week. Uh, oh, I should mention our stuff real quick here. So, we're on Invasion of the Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter at Invading Podcast. We have a website, invasionofthepodcast.com, that you know will be updated at some point. Um, with a blog, a new blog. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Patreon. <laughs> uh, it's Invasion of the Podcast. Sorry, patreon.com slash Invasion of the Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor our show, give us a dollar. Give us a million dollars. Donate $5 and you can pick a wheel of death. I know I keep always advertising that because uh, I like pain. So sign up. Do a wheel of death. Make us watch some terrible movies. Um, and then we'll talk about it. So again, that's uh, patreon.com slash invasion of the podcast. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. Jeff, thank you again for stopping by. And Thanks for coming about, on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and see him at free comic book day. Uh, he'll be doing, doing some artwork. Just go up and ask for something really complicated. That's going to take a while. I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll be fine mm-hmm. with it. Friday at, uh, was it 10 o'clock at night? 10 to 2, 10 I to believe. 2 a.m. Yeah. Yes. So so hit the last call at the bar Cam, and then yeah. come over and ask for something really weird. No. Well, mm-hmm. it's at Cam's Corners in Cleveland, uh, which is off of Lorraine Road. Lorraine so, and Rock River Rock Drive. River. Yeah. yeah. It's in West Park. Uh, so if you guys want to come out there to see uh, Jeff or us, we'll be there if you can find yeah. us. And Steve will be there as well. Steve drugs. will be there. Yeah. Um, there'll be plenty of stuff. There'll be, there'll be drinks. Um, there'll be free comics and the Red Lantern's really close too. So if you do want to go and grab the bar, not not an actual Red Lantern, yeah. you just be angry the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I can never say the Red Lantern's name. I always mess it up. I can't remember what's anyway. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's Bob Modoc. That's not it's that's Bob Modoc. But yeah, <laughs> Jeff, did you did you have anything you wanted to hit before we go? Or no, I'm good. Thank no? you. Okay. If you find me on the interwebs, say hi. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Till next week. He's looking at me. I got nothing. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Robot bear. Robot bear. Robot bears.
Bears beats Battlestar Galactica.